I'm Shruti Kamath, your podcast host. Welcome back to a new episode of season 2 of the podcast. In case you're new here, I would highly recommend you listen to the introduction episode. And to others, welcome back. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn at Stories of Infosec Journeys and on Twitter at Infosec Journeys. Today with us, we have Swapnil Patnekar, the CEO of Shreshta IT, who has worked in information security for 15 plus years. He is an APNIC community trainer and has delivered various workshops on information security and network security. He has delivered technical workshops to law enforcement on countering cybercrime. He is a prophetic speaker and most recently, he has presented at numerous international security and privacy conferences. Aside from his day job, he spends his time in reporting malicious domain names in the DNS namespace to the stakeholders. Welcome to the season two of the podcast, Swapnil. Thank you so much uh, for taking time to be here. So in your own words, can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure. Thanks for having me. Uh, so my name is uh, Swapnil. I am the founder and CEO of Shreshta IT. So we, this is a company which I run uh, based out of Belgaum. Uh, for people who do not know where Belgaum is, it's right on the borders of Maharashtra and Karnataka, a very beautiful city. And uh, so at this company, what we do is uh, primarily um, work in InfoSec, of course, but uh, more on the defensive side, uh, we have built a product which is called as Protective DNS, and we also do threat intel. But uh, back to me. Uh, so aside from the company, I'm also a community trainer for APMIC. So APNIC is the regional internet registry. So uh, what that means is I travel all around the Asia Pacific teaching people InfoSec network security, DNS, DNSSEC, and all these um, interesting protocols um, and, and topics. I mean, aside from my day job, what I also do is spend time, a lot of time, in fact, investigating malicious domain names in the, in the dot in a namespace. So a lot of uh, everything begins with DNS and probably as we go in the conversation, I'll, I'll probably uh, speak more about DNS, but uh, just to give you a feeler, I, I spend a lot of uh, time investigating and then report it for takedown. Also part of uh, a few communities which work on DNS abuse as well, but uh, yeah, that, that's about pretty much what I do. Wow, Sapnil, you do a lot of cool things. <laughs> I mean, I, there, there are a, there are a few things which are definitely cool, uh, and um, uh, especially in the context of uh, threat intelligence, which I'll probably spend a little time on uh, to also share what we have been working on. But yeah, all right. So uh, I'm just a little curious since you mentioned you know you're based in Belgaum, right? So how how is the infosec you know scenario there? Like, do you have a lot of communities or? people very actively involved there so uh since this is an audio version you wouldn't have seen me nodding my head uh, I, I was <laughs> nodding the opposite direction uh so pretty much non-existent for the fact that uh it ecosystem per se is is uh, is, is lacking um, there are a few companies which are working in different sectors but uh, from an infosec perspective there is uh, nothing in place so my my hack for that one is is to travel to bangalore and all these meetups and uh, attend conferences. And that's where uh, we met as well, right? Yeah, at, yeah. Uh, at Nalcon, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and uh, so that's the way I, I pretty much run it. So to preserve my sanity, every now and then I, I travel mm -hmm. to Bangalore and other places, uh, do meetups, you know, meet interesting people, talk about... I, I was at the, the Null Bangalore meetup, which was the first one after COVID. Yeah. That was sometime in August. Yeah. And I yeah. talked about and I talked about DNS there as well. So I think that that's uh, the you know the state of 
IT ecosystem per se or infosec uh, in the context of Belgaum. Oh, okay. But do you see like there's any scope of possibility of getting started there? Like, is the crowd open to it? I think yes. I mean, from a city perspective, there are a lot of advantages. Um, you know, there are like more than I, if I'm not mistaken, I think there are more than seven plus engineering colleges. Uh, Vishweshwarya Technological University is based out of Belgaum, and it's a beautiful place as well. You know, yeah. I've, I've been running this company. I've been an entrepreneur. So I was previous to this. Uh, you know, from a from a journey perspective, I I was I spent I think two years in Bangalore and uh, sort of got. Uh, fed up with traffic and that's when i decided uh, you know if i have to start something uh, choice was either bangalore or go back to my hometown which is belgaum right and and i chose belgaum so there are a lot of disadvantages of doing it this way because one of the points which you raised earlier is there a community right because you need you need like minded folks to talk about you know things that you're working on you know also get to see what other people are working on and and if there is an ecosystem in place then the the maturity of uh, opportunities for people also grows but uh, having said that it's it's lot peaceful you are away from the noise so that also makes it very focused that here is what we have to do with whatever limited resources so the hacker mindset right uh, whatever resources that that is available to you you spend on it and and try to uh, you know add value to the stakeholders be it customers employees or or uh, you know in, even the community for that matter true true all right okay so i think we pretty much talked about uh, you know what you've done in infosec right so i i just wanted to like know that you know when did you like find your calling that you know infosec is what i want to do was it like a accidental thing or was that a conscious choice so if i have to answer that question i have to roll back the years so i think uh, i began the journey as primarily as a system administrator right and uh, the the interest at that point of time was primarily the operating system which is unix and that is what uh, you know was fascinating so uh, it began there and i think the progression sort of always it's not only the the managing systems part but also uh, the security element that comes along with it so that is where sort of the influence began and uh, then i got fascinated with protocols because uh, one of the protocols which i talked about which is dns which has been my de facto protocol for you know uh, for ages uh, so not only dns but other protocols as well learning them and and trying to understand how they work at the packet level that is i i would say uh, that that was the 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 entry for getting interested into infosec and um, what sort of triggered it in a in a more i would say heavy uh, influenced way per se i think was the decision to come back to belgaum and start uh, be an entrepreneur at that time it was not shrestha it technologies private limited it was it was a proprietorship that i started and the name of the proprietorship was also uh, eth1 network solution the eth1 is the ethernet interface in linux so the idea was to start something in 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 networking and security both together but it was not clear what exactly that would be so there was sort of a i took a sabbatical for a few months to sort of understand uh, what would be pain points of let's say enterprises or msmes in in belgaum and belgaum is 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 known for one of the things which i have talked about is is the educational sector number of colleges the other thing what is what it is also known for is is the manufacturing so there is a huge a number of manufacturing uh, industries uh, specializing in hydraulics 
and also foundries as well so sort of the sabbatical was the period was talking to these people and trying to understand what are their pain points and one of the revelation uh, that that was uh, apparent to me at that point of time was there is no security hygiene there is you know absolutely zero security posture in place no firewalls no forget about the seam at that point of time so this is i think 2006 2007 and so on and then the question became why aren't people adopting to these technologies why why isn't an msme putting something like a simple firewall in place and uh, securing their network as well as their data more most important and uh, one of the answers to that probably a very small sample size but one of the answers to that 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 was apparent at that time was one of the industries uh, sort of through word of mouth contacted me saying that here is a drilling firewall that we have purchased and we want you to you know configure this for us and uh, when i visited the facility uh, and started uh, getting my hands dirty to configure it i said probably it is going to take me a couple of hours to just you know entirely configure it and and hand it over and and my task is done but it turned out to be an insane amount of back and forth trying to understand what the the ui is about how do you exactly configure an acl there is there is zero documentation in place now nothing against dealing uh, for the for the matter but this this is exactly the experience that i had and it took a month by communicating with with you know engineers from dealing everyone is giving a sort of a different answer and uh, there is no flow to how you configure it so the, then the then the question became if uh, with whatever technical little technical expertise that i have if i am facing this challenge what is it going to be for somebody who wants to put a put a firewall in place and they have no it uh, let's say no it human resources they have no it departments nothing at all right that i i felt was one of the the bottlenecks for micro enterprises to adopt security uh, say technologies and that is where uh, i i said uh, let's get into this as an idea and start working on it uh, so we built a product we built a product called as plexus so plexus is is like a aggregation of multiple things it it was a firewall it was a, a file server and it was vpn so all these together all these three together in one single appliance uh we call it as plexus and um, it, this exists even at this point of time we have customers using this uh for nearly around i don't know 2009 onwards 2009 2010 onwards so good chunk of customers still using it maybe around 200 plus customers still using this stack and yeah i think that was uh, in my opinion the change of trajectory to now let's focus on the security element and try to solve a problem you know and in this case the problem was you know building a technology which micro small medium enterprises can adopt i i hope that that kind of unpacks and it helps you in giving the perspective of where i come from yeah 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 that that's been quite a journey right so i'm sure it's been like a journey that definitely feels good when you look back on it absolutely uh, no question about it so there were multiple elements i mean a lot of times where uh, from a building a product perspective where we got it wrong from a, a ui perspective or from an understanding perspective or even even thinking that this is this is a feature that will be useful for a customer and then you know it it falling flat or it creating more problems for the for for the customer for that matter because most of these customers are non technical these are you know somebody who is handling production on the shop floor is the same guy who is also managing it infrastructure for the for the manufacturing company right yeah. so this is this is the sort of a problem that we are dealing with 
and and the question uh, uh, comes back to you know uh, I'll slight off uh, slightly go to a different tangent also to the the news is all about the cert notifications right so uh, uh, is about maintaining logs having you know a proper uh, time source using ntp and stuff like that i think i can sort of connect it to to my experience of uh, dealing with msmes as well because there is zero security posture one of the things which i don't know how many people know about but if you look at any sort of threat intelligence source right say for example spamhouse technology full disclosure we are one of the partners of spamhouse for india but if you look at their threat intelligence data or if you look at uh, threat intelligence data from other osint sources you will see that india is uh, from a country perspective is topping the charts of malware which which what i'm trying to say is a lot of malware is originating from within india the other source which i'll talk about is also shadow server so shadow server is a non profit all the data what they uh, what they generate so the threat intelligence data that they generate is available on their dashboard so if you if you look at that uh, you know this is the problem at hand so it also tells me now that the problem is still much bigger so uh, you did mention a bunch of things that you've been working on right but is there anything specific that you want to share with our listeners on what you've been working on currently oh absolutely so uh, there are a couple of things uh, one is uh, we have built this product called as protective dns uh, at shrestaiti uh, what protective dns does is it blocks threats at the dns level so you have a dns server in the enterprise or in the network which is the protective dns server and it is uh, integrated with threat intel threat intel is basically uh, something which is comes into uh, rather there is a real time integration of threat intel in protective dns and any endpoints in the network which are which are accessing uh, in the network which are accessing uh, anything on the network for that matter uh, which has to do with internet the first request has to go to the protective dns server and that is where uh, it will check if this domain name is malicious and it will it will it will stop it will block it and respond saying that this uh, domain name uh, does not exist so that is one thing which i i believe i have been a big proponent of for a very long time because dns is a protocol which is most underrated in my opinion A lot of people do not pay attention to DNS. It's sort of outsourced to some somebody else, like Google's DNS or some third party. But from a security perspective, DNS uh, is is a is a massive treasure trove, which can not only tell you uh, you know a lot of things about your network. So you can do sort of profiling, you can do anomaly detection, and a lot, lot of cool things with it. The other thing which uh, I I am working on uh, is uh, rather from a company perspective, what we have been also working on. is we are running a small threat intel project called as sdinet and um, why sdinet or or uh, for listeners who probably uh, might be thinking about why why this weird name called as sdinet i would highly urge you to uh, read clifford stoles if i'm if i'm not blanking out on the name the name of the book is the the cuckoo's egg it's one of the classics i think uh, that book basically created threat hunting as a as a field as as a domain it is uh, it's it's a true story and um, he also has a video on on youtube uh, which he did for sans i think one of the sans conferences which i would highly urge all listeners to uh, to you know watch but yeah so sdnet so you'll get a reference of what sdnet is is, is in, in that book so one of the things uh, uh, since covid what we uh, started looking at which uh, was not on purpose but was the idea of studying the background noise of the internet so a uh, lot of things happen on the internet which is not visible 
and my idea was let let us try to see and understand what is background noise what what sort of chatter is happening on the internet and let's look at the indian cyberspace first and 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 see what is happening here so what i start started doing was started placing sensors on on the on the internet in the indian cyberspace so when i say indian cyberspace what it it's it's a, it's a very wrong sort of way to define it but what i mean by that is virtual virtual private servers or or infrastructure within india or autonomous systems within india and um, we started collecting this telemetry so these sensors basically just listen to traffic they're not doing anything they're not they're not doing a recon they're not doing any attack they're just listening for anyone who is trying to attack or anyone who is trying to communicate with them so we started collecting this telemetry and uh, what started as as a as a hobby question what started as as a interesting idea of learning sort of has pivoted into a a massive project of sensors in not only india but even in the apac and outside the apac as well so we have good number of sensors which collect this telemetry which all this raw data whoever is attacking so say for example during the during the the log 4j episode that happened uh, last year right so we were seeing uh, all all that telemetry all the all the indicators of compromise which are trying to you know do a recon for trying to see if log 4j can be you know exploited and it is uh, it's been a revelation uh, because not only we have seen uh, the bad guys but we have also seen malware originating from the best of best companies as well so we have seen malware originating from enterprises corporate networks in certain cases even security companies which which has been shocking and then you know with all this data what we have been doing is we have been working with uh, the certs computer emergency response teams of every country and we have been reporting these vulnerabilities or these ips or indicators of compromise uh, and metadata to the, to the cert so that they can you know contact uh, the individual or the the entity which is actually impacted earlier we used to report this directly to the organization which was impacted the victim organization but we stopped doing that because shoot the messenger syndrome right uh, mm-hmm. you know you are the one who are who is attacking my system so we sort of stopped doing that mm-hmm. uh, because uh, that um, sort of we had I, i mean i personally had a couple of bad experiences of reporting uh, such incidents especially in the indian context so i stopped doing it now i now we reported directly to the to the indian cert or jp cert or any other cert for that matter depending on where the the threat is originating from so that is is the the other the interesting project what what has been um, you know not only a learning experience but uh, also sort of the revelation bit about not only it's it's impacting or 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 threats are originating from the you know the bad guys who are trying to you know propagate badness but it is also the the enterprise networks also autonomous systems which are some of them are public listed companies some of them are security companies where these threats are originating as well so that's that's been a very interesting learning experience okay that sounds like really really interesting you have been up to a lot of cool things so this mm-hmm. is something you did as part of your company is it so it started actually as a as a hobby project uh, okay. at an indi- at an individual level but then it sort of has grown into a full blown project and at end of the day uh, when you're putting infrastructure on the internet um, finances play an important role so i said uh, as a hobby project uh, it, it's not a good idea to drain to drain money from my bank account 
it's it's probably a good idea to do it from the company perspective where you know yeah. there is there is a, there is a model in place we we still evaluating on a different ways of running the model for that matter but at this point of time from a finance perspective the company is you know kind of the the finance behind it all right so i'm just curious you mentioned something about you know have uh, adding sensors on these virtual networks right so is that something that's like allowed or is that something you have to get like permissions from i don't know how that works uh, not at all so it's basically a piece of software uh, the sensor is nothing but a software which you are installing on a you are you are buying a server on the internet a virtual private server say for example digitalocean linode or e2e networks you know any any cloud provider for that matter right okay and and you are installing this sensor software which is just passively listening for attacks it is not doing a reconnaissance it is not attacking other systems unlike something okay. like what say for example shodan shodan does right shodan does a recon shodan will scan shodan will try to see if these ports are open so these sensors what we have they don't do anything of that sort they just listen oh, right? okay Okay, okay it's it's okay. A, it's it's nothing but a honey pot but i i huh. we call them as a sensor because it's more than a honey pot we have added some sort of extended capabilities to it so it's it's more than a honey pot but it's 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 you can you know uh, the equivalence is a honey pot and stood i understood yeah i was just curious like how that works so i wanted to check <laughs> all right sure. so you did mention earlier that you know you've been associated with some communities uh, locally and then you do visit bangalore as well for the nal meet uh, so why don't you like share some of the communities that you've been associated with and what is that you love about them sure so i think uh, one of the uh, community that i am heavily uh, i i would say i would say spend my uh, uh, time on is is the network operator groups so there is the network operators are basically uh, the isps and um, in the uh, indian context uh, you have the indian network operator groups and from the asia pacific context you have apnic which is the rir and then you have other uh, network operator groups um, in in other countries so as an example this couple of weeks back i was in i was in bhutan so bhutan has uh, bt nor which is bhutan network operators group and uh, they had the ninth conference the ninth edition of their of the network operator group and this is basically network operators content uh, providers everyone who is part of that ecosystem and then there is a security element there as well so at at a btnog uh, conference i i was there to present about incident response on a shoestring budget so that is another project which uh, i have sort of personally uh, developed which is uh, taking a raspberry pi and and doing incident response with it uh, but anyways so that is one community which i am heavily uh, you know spending time with the other one which uh, i i talk about is the first dns abuse sick uh first is forum of incident response and security teams and they have this dns abusing where i'm a i'm a, i'm a volunteer member and um, what uh, so there are many uh, you know many folks who are part of this uh, so what we have sort of uh, built together is is a framework for incident responders to look at a sort of a chart and then take a decision on who to contact or who to you know sort of uh, communicate this abuse on dns or abuse of dns for that matter so when i talk about it it looks very simple but the dns abuse is a huge thing uh, there are many uh, nuances to it there are different vulnerabilities there are different levels at which vulnerabilities exist or you can say badness that can exist 
so that is another community that i have been part of and um, i mean we i think uh, the early version of the of the draft is is in circulation hopefully in in, in a couple of months time the um, the framework what we have built uh, should be out uh, in the in the public uh, for the community to sort of use and and uh, probably give feedback as well so that is another and uh, aside from that i think uh, the the null meetups so uh, the the last one which i did was august the first one after covid looking forward for for the the next one i have been traveling extensively so i haven't been able to uh, catch up with the other ones as well but uh, yeah so these are these are the sort of communities that i have been um, volunteering or being part of all right all right thank you for uh, sharing that uh, with us in this season i actually started something called the rapid questions round you know like a one liner answer that you can give so let's jump right into it um, the first thing i wanted to ask was if not infosec right what is that the profession you would have chosen and why something to do with teaching i love to teach been you know uh, as i mentioned earlier been a epinic community trainer as well but also been doing uh, training workshops uh, as well as training for law enforcement as well so teaching i think definitely teaching even if it is not infosec i i, I think uh, I, i would go with that one yeah as a kid even i always wanted to teach as well didn't really do that <laughs> okay So uh what is that one thing uh, you love and the one thing you dislike about uh, infosec I think uh, the one thing which I I I I love is absolutely the people the people who are defending networks who are who are imposing a cost who are spending their time there is I mean if you look at OSINT if you, if you look at um, data which is available researchers people having a day job spending time and money at 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 many many in many examples that i know of where uh, people uh, you know for the good of the internet will go to a to a level where even if it impacts their personal personal life personal finances they will you know go out of the way and and help out i i i think that's the most important thing in my opinion not only in the infosec community but any community for that matter so that i i would go with with uh, with the people all right so what is that one thing you dislike about the community uh i don't think there is anything of that sort but uh, maybe in the context uh, because security is hard uh, because uh, you know it, it it's not uh, as simple as you know you can uh, sort of convey it there is a lot of even if you have to dumb it down which may be necessary in a lot of ways for the general population right the, the people who are using the internet who are not technically savvy i think we don't do enough of a job to sort of educate there's a big void and i and i've sort of realized it that the reason why that void void exists is probably the fact that awareness doesn't pay because awareness doesn't pay there are there are there is nobody who's trying to solve this problem of you know uh, let us do awareness workshops i mean october cyber security month awareness is great but i think there has to be a sustained effort which uh, you know the general population is made aware of the sort of scams which are happening on the internet the do's and don'ts uh, maybe even do sort of workshops on you know i i sort of did this sometime back where i used to do these workshops on um, to teaching chartered accountants company secretaries doctors on using you know the basic security hygiene say for example using a password manager you know enabling two factor authentication on your accounts and stuff like that i'm sorry it was a one liner and i've sort of gone <laughs> in a different time <laughs> that's okay that's fine <laughs> this this is this is what happens uh, you know when i, yeah, I don't no know worries. whether no worries that's so okay. apologies apologies to the listeners <laughs> uh, 
you you were expecting one word one one sentence but i have sort of taken 5 minutes but anyways what i'm trying to say is i think awareness so we, we are not doing a good enough job about spreading awareness all right all right so uh, what is your source of motivation that keeps you going i think imposing cost i think uh, if i'm not mistaken andrew thompson from mandiant uh, has this twitter handle and he has you know tweeted about this multiple times imposing cost right and what it means in a nutshell is basically um, the bad guys um, the adversary the bad guys the bad actor is always you know uh, has a lot of options right and in the context of so in, in, in the way i look at it from my perspective is when i look at investigating malicious domain names in the dns name space it's just not about investigating it finding it and just put, putting it out on on twitter saying that here are malicious domain names the other thing which is important from my perspective which i have been sort of doing it uh, for a, for a while now is also to report it for takedown when you do that when those malicious domain names are taken down now you're imposing a cost so i think that's that's the intrinsic motivation from my perspective to impose a cost to the bad actor ah okay that's interesting all right so what are some of the latest trends you've seen in uh, infosec i think i'm i'm probably the bad person i mean i mean i mean i mean i'm the i'm the last person you should be asking this about because uh, i'm away from the from the the latest bleeding edge stuff but i think uh, if you if you look at uh, the indian context uh, i'll come back uh, to the to the certain india notification that has come out that sort of i i believe and i'm hopeful that that is going to improve the security posture of enterprises of organizations of msmes within india and there is a lot of sort of conversations happening at this point of time about putting a, a logging infrastructure in place or and here is the thing right if if you do not have network security data how do you do incident response i mean if you are breached or not you are not going to get get an understanding of whether you are breached or whether you are not right unless and until you have network security data in place now that might be pcaps that might be logs that could be anything right or it could be all logs aggregating to a scene but end of the day without data you cannot make a decision right so i think one of the things which i believe from a trend perspective is hopefully people will catch on to this and start implementing this uh, in their networks in in, in you know uh, in enterprises and uh, that uh, will sort of uh, improve the overall security posture so i'm doing this uh, workshop uh, for uh, cert india uh, for msmes so we have i built a sensor using open source tools took a raspberry pi as i mentioned earlier put open source tools like suricata zeek and um, other tools and um, what it does is uh, you put the sensor so again we call it as a sensor because it's it's a device which goes in the network and what it will do is it will generate logs for you and those logs can be ingested in an elk stack so uh, retention of data can be there on the cloud logs can also be stored on on local storage as well end of the day for people who have zero security posture using open source and using a raspberry pi with a minimal cost people can implement this uh, and 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 sort of at least uh, generate logs which can help in the context of complying but forget complying i mean you you want from an enterprise you want to store this data so that you have an understanding and you have a visibility right yeah yeah, yeah. all right with that i'm going to ask you the last question for this episode uh, what is your advice to people starting out and for people in the security industry 
Uh, I'll just stick to the people starting out. I think uh, one of the things which uh, has been my uh, learning experience uh, when I have been talking, when I've been delivering workshops or when I've been talking to people, especially students for that matter, is I think a lot of people, and I'm not, I, I hope I'm not generalizing, a lot of people have uh, the mindset that a career in cybersecurity starts with penetration testing. And that is that is the, the only way of uh, getting into infosec which uh, to be fair to these folks uh, you know is is not their fault i think that there are there are these other fields in infosec which don't get talked about enough especially the defense side especially the blue team right especially if you are doing sort of you know uh, analyzing pcap say for example or if you are doing other things like threat hunting and you know, being a soc analyst or whatever so those are the different domains which exist different fields which exist which don't get uh, the limelight i i believe enough so i i would say that you know people who are exploring starting out maybe get a feel of different areas uh, the entire landscape and try to you know see where their calling lies yeah, I think that, that would be it. This is so true. And I totally agree with you. I think even when I started out, you know, Pentest was such a uh, hype and everybody thought that that's the only way to get started. So I think this is some really good advice. And I hope it's uh, helpful for people who are starting out. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Swapnil, for taking time to be here and share your experiences. And most importantly, all that stories you shared, right? They were like really nice. Uh, I could totally resonate with them. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, it was lovely having you here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I hope uh, the listeners find this useful. That was it for today, listeners. I hope you enjoyed learning about Swapnil's journey. In case you want to reach out to him, you can find him on Twitter and LinkedIn. I've shared his details in the episode description. Stay tuned for our next guest. Until then, stay safe and take care. <laughs>